and welcome to episode 11 of Virtual on Relay FM. This episode of Virtual is brought to you by Backblaze, online backup made easy, Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and Bravewave, the best independent music label you've never heard of. It is time to talk about some video games. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by Federica Vitici. Hi Federica. Hey Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I'm still assembling my new house. Well, you know, uh, okay. like by done. hand, like you're building it. Well, the furniture, yeah. <laughs> um, the rest, you know, the plumbing work. Um, I needed to call a guy, Mario, who right? called another guy. Yeah, Mario. You no, know, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't named Mario. Um, <laughs> It's called Tony, actually. Ah, so close. Um, Wouldn't it be great if you if you asked for a plumber and his name was Mario? <laughs> and he comes with a uh, dressed in red and blue, <laughs> perhaps with a hat. <laughs> or he's just wearing blue overalls and a red t-shirt. Like it's yeah, all I don't of these know. things are possible, you know. Do people actually know that Mario is supposed to be supposed to be a plumber? I feel like people know that, like. Regular people, people that aren't necessarily like care about video games, they know about Mario. They know yeah. who he is and what he looks like. I'm going to assume that you probably don't know he's meant to be a plumber. Yeah, like because the game doesn't reference that. Like I don't understand why he's a plumber because he doesn't do anything plumbing related at all. There is no plumbing. Like okay, he jumps down pipes, but anybody can jump down a pipe. Like never. Have just... you ever jumped down a pipe? I probably have. <laughs> I could if I wanted to. There's just no, there's no plumbing-related activities in in no. Mario, and 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 I've realized this now, and it makes me upset. He's more like a, I don't know, like he's he's good at working with like the Tanuki stuff. Maybe he's just more of like a zookeeper. Maybe they should have made him a zookeeper. Well, there's a in Super Mario Sunshine. He has the you know the water-based weapon thing. Yeah, but so he didn't even kinda... build that. Somebody built no. it for him. He should have built that. That should have been a Mario-created invention. Like, interestingly, so we're going deep on this now. Why doesn't? Yeah. Why isn't his power water-related instead of fire-related? Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. He should have a water-related um, power. As I guess because you know, it's, it'd be because you know. In video games, you usually launch fireballs. You don't launch water balls. But he did in Sunshine. Sunshine's yeah, but with a weapon. Around the, the, yeah, but people only launch fireballs in video games because that's what Mario does. Like, all of that stuff comes from Mario. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you watch that, that video about the jump, have you seen this? No, what were you about the jump? Oh, there's, there's this great video. I'm going to find it. I'm going to put it in the show notes. And it's about how... Um, why jumping occurs in video games? Like why? Why? Is it because of Mario? It's because of Mario. Like they look back, and he can obviously jump higher and further, and has this interesting arc to his jump, right? And, uh-huh. and so that's they they kind of come back to that after being like in video games, jumping is a key mechanic in video games. But who jumps in real life? Nobody jumps. Like running and stuff, yeah. you can understand and crouching, but You're nobody jump. jumps. And and also we everybody in all video games, you jump easier, further, and faster than you do in real life. Even in like realistic video games, but mm-hmm. we never think of that as weird. And it all comes from Mario. 
Like you trace it back to the original Mario game and like they talk about the mechanics and like I think they talk about interviews with like uh, some of the people behind Mario and, and how like they considered the arc of the jump and how like there's a different, there's actually an entire different force of gravity implied on the game to bring Mario back down again, which is different from the, it's it's really interesting video. It's uh, from a PBS video, I think. Uh, called Game Show. It'll be in the show notes, which you can find at relay.fm slash virtual slash 11. But that that has obviously now like made me think about fireballs. Obviously, fireballs in video games, they come from Mario. Yeah, well, I guess the, there's... um, Like, the, the reason why Mario is a, is a plumber may be related to the fact that, um, like, he wears overalls. I would guess because um, back in the NES days... Uh, the the different uh, you know to separate the pixels, they had to use different colors. So, for instance, they yeah, had uh, pixels for the for the mustache uh, to indicate you know the nose and the mouth. So probably they wanted to they could create these overalls to 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 you know to give some uh, sense to the to the character in pixels. So you know the he wears uh, overalls. So probably some kind of a uh, I'm kind of, you know, handyman of sorts. So let's just make him a plumber, I guess. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's an idea. Uh, he doesn't do any doesn't do any plumbing. You're right. And he lives in a mushroom kingdom. You know, it, it doesn't live in a, in a plumbing plum, plum kingdom. <laughs> the plumbing kingdom. I like that plumbing more. kingdom. Like, yeah. It's interesting because it's like there are so many weird things that happen in, in Mario. Like why does he eat mushrooms and why do those mushrooms make him big, small and like shoot fireballs out of his hands? Like why does all of that happen? Uh, it's it's interesting and it, and it actually brings us nicely into the first kind of, kind of item this week, which is Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Because this is another game that's like... The ideas behind the game are like bat poop crazy, like mm-hmm. just super mad. Like, so I know a little bit about Sunset Overdrive. It's like basically there's like an energy drink that seems to have gotten polluted, and people drinking the energy drink go crazy. Uh, and you basically have to just you have like a character who is like crazy to look at you create your own character and then it's like the you just fly around this like insane looking bright vivid game world taking down these monsters and like you do that with a combination of these insane weapons and like kind of skateboarding mechanics like grinding mechanics and stuff like that like it is just a suitably crazy looking game and like the reason that we bring it up is it, the, the review embargo lifted uh, earlier this week, I think maybe Monday, and it has been extremely well reviewed. Like, yeah, I saw the reviews on, on Polygon and Eurogamer. Polygon gave it a nine. Gamespot gave yeah. it an eight. I haven't looked at Eurogamer, but I'll put their link into the show notes too. They gave it an um, eight. Eurogamer. And yeah. it seems like, you know, I've I've seen some people say like it's their favorite game this year and stuff like that. And, and it's interesting because I think people were expecting something different, like, or it was, it's just basically people just saying it's like it's just an incredible amount of fun. Mm-hmm. Like people are just really enjoying to, 
that's just playing this game. So I immediately bought it. It looked fantastic in the in the screenshots and the the videos that I, that yeah. I saw. Because I remember when I first saw it and I, and I watched some videos on it and stuff. It's just it's a shooter, but it's a fun shooter, and it's like really bright and colorful. And you yeah, know, and yeah. they they made a big point of that, right? That was their E three thing. It was like they were ripping off Call of Duty, and then this guy comes in and just starts shooting this paint gun around and like kills the army dudes and it's like this you know and then he knocks the walls down and it's like this big huge bright vivid world game world so it's like creating this different type of game so i bought it like i I went and pre-ordered it and it arrives on friday so i'm hoping i'll have some time to play it a bit before next week's episode um what day are we recording next week recording (laughs) recording on wednesday so i might not have time but i hope i will have at least some time uh, to even to play just a little bit of it um and I also at the same time pre-ordered uh, Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Because so this is um, you've seen some uh, of the gameplay footage of that, right? Yeah, some. Like yeah. it, it looks. I mean, you know, if you like that kind of game, which you know, I, I've been partial to those kind of games in the past. The the footage or the gameplay footage of that, it's it just looks fantastic. Like just seriously, insanely good. But yeah. Hmm. So Sunset Overdrive is only on Xbox. Yes, yeah, an Xbox only. And I bought uh, Call of Duty for my PlayStation. Oh, you bought two different platforms. So you can play like, like the guy that we talked about last week uh, who <laughs> plays three games simultaneously. Yeah, it's going to be me. You want to do. You want to do the same with Sunset Overdrive on the Xbox and Call of Duty on PlayStation? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm building please, up. Please I'm do this. Up. I want I want to see you. I, I want to see you doing this. So Just put a. Do you have like a GoPro mic? No, but I can. I can. I don't know. I have a webcam here, so I can just kind of film me. If, if no, no, cool. because my idea is that um, I, I want I want to see like I want this to happen, right? So you can put the iPhone um on the table when you when you keep the consoles, and the iPhone records your face, and I want the GoPro on your head to record your hands to just to see exactly what's going on. From your point of view. Oh right, I see. Yeah. So you want to get like, you know, like a like a split screen? Yeah. Yep. And 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 I want you to see I, I want to see you play these two games at the same time and see what happens. Um, my guess is that you will probably go crazy. Mm-hmm. Strong you know? chance. Strong chance, yeah. Anyway, uh, I also saved the link, Mike. Okay. About a game that I've always wanted to play. Actually, about a series that I've always wanted to play. That's um Earthbound for the NES and um, Super Nintendo and Game Boy Advanced. It's known as Mother in Japan. Um, and there's a new project on Kickstarter uh, launched today uh, by the folks at Fangamer. And they're basically working on this collection of, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say stuff, but it's a bunch of crazy, awesome looking items. Like there's a there's a handbook filled with tips and photos and screenshots and guides and details and the backstory of the game. There's a documentary. There's an album of music <laughs> based on Earthbound, and there's a, a fanzine, uh, fanzine, zine, zine, you know, with all fan made art and stories, you know, the kind of stuff that you that you find in fan made. Um, 
pieces of work and uh, the handbook is looking fantastic you know um they want to do this comprehensive guide to to the series which you know it came out in in the US uh, only the, the the super NES game uh so in, basically what Nintendo did with with Earthbound is that the first uh mother game was released in Japan and then the mother 2 was released also in the US as Earthbound uh but it became pretty rare to find uh because they didn't they didn't made they didn't make many copies of that um so still today if you want to play the original game on the SNES and you go to eBay uh it's very expensive because sellers know that it's a rare game and basically Earthbound disappeared uh Nintendo was making a and Nintendo 64 version, they released a bunch of screenshots and videos back in the 90s, and then the game was cancelled, and then Mother 3 came out on the on the GBA, and also was only released in Japan. A uh, couple of, few months ago, Nintendo re- released Earthbound again on the Wii U Virtual Console, uh, but they didn't release it on the, on the Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console, and so since Nintendo started, you know, um, working on the Virtual Console, uh, you know, new the, the the port of the SNES version, uh, a lot of fans in the in the you know in the US started asking for some kind of reboot of the Earthbound series again, and we don't know if Nintendo is listening. We don't have uh, a compilation of the all the mother games together. Because what you need to know about Earthbound is that, and I guess the reason why uh, this Kickstarter project exists is that um, in spite of only a single game being officially available in the US, Earthbound has a strong and really uh, vocal community. Uh, still decades after the original game, uh, you can go to you can go to the web and uh, th- you can go to websites such as um, Earthbound Central, and um, and there's all sorts of you know fans making making stories and still tutorials and translations and you know it's it's an awesome community of uh, players and fans on the series, and um, so this project uh, seems to be addressed at this kind of audience, you know, people who love Earthbound, mm-hmm. and it's already raised uh, like a hundred thousand dollars. Well, the goal's a hundred thousand, and it's at ninety eight nine one three, so it will fund okay, today so it's probably by the end. Basically of the show. done. Yeah, yeah, basically done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's happening, and if you if you want to learn more about uh, Earthbound in general, uh, not just this project. Uh, the website that I used to follow because uh, I wanna, I really wanted to play Earthbound uh, on the Virtual Console. I just never had the time. Um, go to EarthboundCentral.com and you can get the idea uh, of the prices of uh, of the game and the guides on eBay because there's a sidebar showing you just how expensive this game can be and just go to the homepage and you can take a look at uh, the kind of work that the community is still doing many many years after the the release of the original game and it makes me want to play this game so 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 much i really want to get my hands on a copy or maybe i should just get you know uh the wii u virtual console version and play it on my wii u surely that's the way to do it now 
Yeah, ideally, I would love to be able to play this game on the 3DS. It's just that Nintendo is being weird with the Virtual Console on, on Portable. So I gotta play on the Wii U. Yeah, I've never played it, but I'm familiar with it. I don't really yeah, know what's a really, massive amount about it either. What's really... I, I, I have read a lot of articles about Earthbound and this kind of cult that there's around it. Um, basically, it's that um, it's, it's, a, it's an RPG with some unique twists and this crazy story that is full of pop culture uh, from America in the 60s. Uh, referen- so you can find things like references to the Beatles or like references to, to real companies or like many, many cultural things that are... The way that they're narrated in the video game and they're really peculiar, I guess. And also the translation was really was really done well. And uh, there's all these little... You know, I played like 20 minutes of the game. And <laughs> when you start the game, you're basically this little boy called Ness. And you gotta leave... Basically, you leave your house to go on a mission... Um, and basically, the way that you, uh, if you if you are away from your from your mother for too long, uh, you start feeling sick, <laughs> and like during the battles, you, there's a message on the screen, and it's like Ness is feeling is feeling homesick, and like you cannot fight, <laughs> or for instance, to save your game, you gotta call your dad on the phone. <laughs> to save the game, so it's it's really weird in <laughs> many aspects, and the the dialogues are crazy, and there's all these weird characters. It's it's a really unique game, and I can see why many years later there's this strong community behind it. And this Kickstarter project looks amazing. Fun gamer, they do some. Uh, you know, I would spend so much money of, on Fun Gamer if it wasn't for my girlfriend stopping me. You know, mm-hmm. they make so much stuff, you know, like keychains or like I'm, I'm, I'm decorating my new room and I want to buy like a hundred, a hundred dollars worth of posters from Fangamer. Um, they do make some spectacular video game gadgets and items in general. So I want to buy everything, Mike. I may have a buying problem like oh. you. Oh, hey, 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 buddy. Only, only for video game accessories and gadgets, you know? Yeah, same want, as me. I want then, to really. buy them all. Now, you have a problem for just objects in general. No. Like, you buy stuff. I'm more of a gadget buyer. Yeah, you yeah. are? Yeah, it's too so. bad that uh, the UK doesn't have, like, Black Friday. Otherwise, no, what it, would we you do, do now. We do. You do? Yeah, we do. Really? Yep. Is it is it called it in a different way? No, I mean, like the the Grey Friday. Basically, it's like it's not as crazy, but there are there is that day, that Friday. Now, many many companies have sales in the UK because mm-hmm. there, we have a lot of American companies. So the American companies do it, like Apple do it. They have a they have like a the they call it the, the Christmas shopping event or something or holiday shopping mm-hmm. event, and we have many many companies that do that now for that same 
like the same reason because they're American companies or they see other American companies getting in on it and and they want a piece of that action too. So we're seeing that like more and more and more at the moment, like different companies just jumping on the bandwagon. Hmm, Nice. Didn't know. So there you go. Right, let me take a quick break uh, to thank our first sponsor for this week's episode, Federico, and that is our friends over at Backblaze. So you out there, listener, dear listener, you're used to saving games. Obviously, you know, sometimes you call your father in games to save the games, but you're used to saving games. We do it all the time. So why wouldn't you save your files? If you're not using Backblaze, you don't have autosave enabled on your machine. You don't have autosave on your computer. You don't have autosave for your files, right? You're relying on save points to back up your files. You're plugging them into an external hard drive and doing it here and there. You're waiting until the next save point, the next time that you're reminded to back up. Don't do any of this. Get Backblaze and have your files auto-saved for you. Backblaze is an online backup solution for all of the data you have on your Mac and PC. All of your files with Backblaze get backed up. They're made available online via the Backblaze web and mobile apps for Android and iPhone, making them accessible anytime, anywhere. I played around with the app today, um, and I was I was trying to sort of see, you know, what 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 sort of files can I get to, so I can go into the Backblaze app, choose the machine that I want to access. I can just drill down into the folders. I can download the file from the backups. It's kind of like accessing my home computer when I'm out. And then I can just open that file from the Backblaze app into any app on my phone. Like That's really cool. I was very, very impressed and, and thought just how useful that could be for me. You know, files that, aren't, that may not be in Dropbox. I might be somewhere else. Or, oh, no, I forgot that file and I left it on the desktop or I left it in my downloads folder. You don't need to worry about any of that with Backblaze. It's all backed up for you. If it's on your machine, it's going to be backed up and in the cloud. You can very easily choose files or folders to exclude. Like maybe you don't need your movies folder backed up or your iTunes library backed up because you can download it all from iTunes again where you can just exclude that and it won't back up to the cloud and save you time when you're doing your maybe your initial backup or later backups. Backblaze takes away the worry of a disaster to your machine that might cause data loss. If something bad happens, it's one less thing that you have to worry about because you know your data is safe. There's no reason you shouldn't be giving this a try because we have a risk-free, no credit card required, full featured trial that you can get your hands on at backblaze.com slash virtual. There are no add-ons, gimmicks, or additional charges. After your trial's up, it's only $5 a month per computer for unlimited, fast online backup that gives you peace of mind and the ability to access your files from anywhere, anytime. So go to backblaze.com slash virtual and help support this show. Thank you so much to Backblaze for their support of virtual and Relay FM. Really cool service. So Federico, we mentioned this last week that there was a Super Smash Wii U Direct. I think that it had actually yes. already been on the air when we had recorded. And I think that me and you kind of missed it somehow. But um, we want to talk no, about I, I think we, I think we were recording during the... Uh, okay. Direct. Yeah. Yes, yes, because there was news straight after, wasn't there? I mean, so I just want to say, like, sh- like, so that it's it's called fifty must see things. It's like thirty five minutes long. Um, we I've been watch we watch it on the Wii U UK channel, right? Um, and it's all about what what's happening on the Wii U, and it's it's narrated by the announcer. Oh my! So yes. and I, I'm sorry, Federico. I know you wanted me to watch this video. I got about halfway through and couldn't watch it anymore. Oh yeah, I I endured during all the I, entire video. I don't know how you did it. I can't stand that guy. I, his voice yeah, drives it's... me crazy. Like I don't know why he shouts some words. So he's like, 
Oh, you can go in battle mode and <laughs> you can sometimes fight with people. I don't know why yeah. he does it. So frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah, it was a really annoying. Um, Thank you. But the video revealed. <laughs> the video revealed a lot of things. Yeah, I, I, I kind of couldn't even keep up with the amount that they were throwing out. So, yeah, what, so much what stuff. do we know? What do we know about about Super Smash on the Wii U that we didn't know before? Well, the the highlights. Um, there's going to be more starter characters. And you can still have characters to unlock, but basically on the console version you start with more characters to choose from. Um, the moves uh, are the you know the move sets are the same across different platforms. So if you learn the game on the Nintendo 3DS, you can start playing on the Wii U, and characters will still have the same um, moves that you that you have hopefully mastered um, on the Wii U. Uh, there will be support for up to eight players in Smash mode, only for local multiplayer ses sessions, and only for some stages that are uh, large enough to host uh, eight players at once. As you can imagine, eight players, uh, it is going to be a bit of a mess <laughs> on screen, uh, I guess a, a bit chaotic, and maybe that's the reason why Nintendo is limiting this only to some uh, specific stages that have multiple platforms or, you know, multiple areas on, on in the stage. Like, there's a... Uh, in the video, there was, a, like, the temple stage uh, back from the uh, Smash Brothers from the GameCube. Uh, so, you know, uh, stages with different parts were... Different players can can go fight. Um, there is going to be support for um, dual pain fighting, uh, so you can you can move uh, you know in the background and in the foreground. Uh, for instance, in the Donkey Kong stage, and that's a really nice effect. Um, there is going to be Ridley from Metroid. Uh, it, it is not going to be um, an official character uh, because you know there's been a some sort of a campaign <laughs> among uh, Smash fans in the past few years to have um, a playable Ridley in the game, uh, but it is going to be um, like a special, uh, like basically when you go to the Metroid stage, uh, there's Ridley hanging hanging around, and if you and if you hit Ridley once, it is going to fight. It is going to fight alongside you, and it it will also be able to transform into Meta Ridley. Uh, so yeah, that's nice, and then, and then you can like, it can help you, and and you can like, uh, yeah, and you can kind of like control it in the way like it really can fight with you, and yeah, it's interesting. And then you can for some some reason KO him. And I don't really know why you do that, but you can if you want to. Yeah, one of my most vivid memories of um, the GameCube era is um, playing Metroid Prime at my friend's house. Um, because my parents were away and I and I was staying at this friend's place for a couple of days, so I brought my GameCube because it was so you know it was pretty small. It was easily uh, I could easily carry it around. Also because he had a handle in the back, so you know it was really easy. Uh, so um, I needed to finish uh, Metroid Prime and I couldn't beat Ridley. Um, and I remember clearly this afternoon I was uh, super focused on the game. And I tried so many times, so many times, and eventually I I I managed to to kill Ridley, and I and I and I let out this um, loud uh, scream basically, and my friend was starting, and he jumped 
on the chair and he because it was really scary and he's like what, what what's wrong and i was like yeah i, I uh, you know ridley is, is dead anyway um <laughs> yeah so my friend was studying because we were in high school right and uh, i was thinking about ridley um there is going to be many 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 more songs in the wii u version a lot of music uh, i really like the uh, the songs on 3DS, on the Wii U, it is going to be more than double the amount of music. And Nintendo shared the list of the composers who worked on the music for the console versions. My favorite... Uh, crazy my, list. My favorite bit of the... Like, two two things that I loved in this, which was so, like, cringeworthy and, like, marketing-y. It's like, if we made a soundtrack and sold it, it would cost more than the game. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's great. <laughs> and it's like, there's so much music... Um, what did, they, what did they say? Oh, uh, there's there's loads more songs. There's so many more songs in this version in the 3DS version. It's not even comparable. As they're saying that, showing a line graph like a chart comparing yeah. them, and then it's like, but don't worry, it, the 3DS has great music too. It's like it's kind of like the Wii U version and the 3DS version are made by different companies. Yeah. It's like this really yeah, weird a- way that they like go about promoting the games it's like oh it's better but it's not that much better but it's better it's, it's very strange yeah because they want to say it's awesome on the 3ds but there's more stuff on the wii u and so you're like oh, okay so the wii u version is better now it's also awesome on the 3ds yeah because it's like look how but, great the graphics are i mean the graphics are yeah. really good here too though but they're better but <laughs> yeah. not that much better it's like okay guys yeah. let's calm down okay. a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah they may it's you would think that it's the same game, right? But it's not the same game, actually. Even though it's basically the same game. It's it's pretty weird, right? They, they suffer because, I mean, we've spoken about this before, but this is like Nintendo's prevailing problem of 2014, is they can't yeah. brand things properly. It shouldn't have been called Super Smash Brothers 3DS. It should have been called like I don't know, Super Smash Pocket or something like that anything just to not give it the same exact same name as a game that then comes out a month later they, they should have or you know just have a single platform for games yeah. and just make you know do more integration features and but you know nintendo is doing this because they want you to to buy both games Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, with with a single game that you can play on portable and on the home console, you would you know you would buy just one game, physical game or digital download from the from the eShop. In this way, um, you're going to buy both. Also, because um, you can use your 3DS as a controller in the game, but you have to run a copy of. Smash on the 3DS. So if you own both copies of the game on the Wii U and the 3DS, you can use your 3DS as a controller. And there's a bunch of uh, wireless settings to 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 adjust. But yeah, you can use your 3DS. Um, you can also use many many other controllers, including the GameCube controller, if you want. There is going to be a GameCube controller adapter for the Wii U. You can use your uh, Wii remote, you can use your nunchuck, you can use the um, classic controller, you can use the, um, the, the Wii U Pro controller. Uh, there's basically, I think, eight or seven or eight controller options. It's crazy. Uh, obviously, they want to appeal to as many 
uh, existing Smash fans as possible. And I would guess, especially to GameCube fans from 10 years ago, they want to, they want to allow as many people as possible to buy this game. So I and saw I guess, uh, John Syracuse tweet a little while ago that yeah. he, he's got hold of a silver GameCube controller. Like, yeah, a new one, yeah. No, like an old silver GameCube controller. Yeah, but um, but a sealed one. Oh, like, a sealed one. Yes, 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 a sealed yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to use controller. Yeah. I got three controllers for the GameCube around. I got two traditional controllers and one uh, WaveBird controller. So um, I guess I should be fine. I just got to uh, buy the adapter. Um, what else? There is going to be a board game mode called Smash Tour with multiple year support. It's basically Mario Party um with Smash stuff, uh, there is um, there is the um, like on the 3DS. There is this mod called Smash Run, uh, where you can you 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 control this character and you need to um, collect as many upgrades as possible in five minutes, and then fight um, this boss. Let's say at the end, and. On Smash Tour on the Wii U, there is a similar concept. You on on, on the board, uh, you you need to collect all these different upgrades, and then it's also a board game because if two characters are on the same, um, what's the name of the when you play board games? Like when you when you're on the same spot, um, right? There's a name. Oh, oh, uh, what like yeah. when there's two people on the same spot at the same time? Yeah, what's it? It's not called a spot for board games. Oh, tile. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, they need to fight, obviously. Um, so you can collect upgrades, and then you can be stronger during Smash Tour. And it's it's really similar to to Smash Run. Well, what do we have? We have trophy boxes. If you like collecting trophies in Smash Brothers, um, there's this new feature on the Wii U that lets you uh, group um, collections of trophies um, by theme and then look at these nice 3D boxes. So you can have a Pokemon box with all your Pokemon-related trophies. Uh, You can have a Mario box. You can have a Fire Emblem box. You can have all the boxes that you want and look at all your trophies and be happy. What do we have, Mike? There's so much stuff. Seriously, I cannot imagine like being a Super Smash Brothers website or community and just going through all this information at once. It's worse than an Apple keynote. Seriously. How much of it was um, new? Pretty much all of it. A lot. Well, yeah, not- all of it was new. Uh, there's a, a gamepad features on the Wii U. You can use the gamepad to take a look at the damage that you've taken uh, during a during a match. Um, so or you, you, mean, can, you mean the screen, right? On the screen on the gamepad. Yeah, on the on the, on the gamepad on the screen, you can you can take a look at the damage points uh, for the characters that are fighting. Or you can use the gamepad to basically you can take a photo of characters uh, and then you can draw. And like make these custom pictures, like screenshots with drawings, and then you can share them with friends. This is the kind of you know weird stuff that Nintendo does. Uh, I I never I never understand the appeal of these uh, photo modes. There's also a photo mode where you can assemble characters on the screen and create these little scenes, and then take a photo, and then you can share it. Uh, I, I never understand why people do this. Uh, anyway. 
looks nice. Um, also on the gamepad, there's voice chat. Because the gamepad has a microphone, you can chat with your friends uh, before and after a match. Not during a match, because Nintendo doesn't want to slow down the experience with voice chat uh, turned on all the time. So as you can imagine, we should be able to we should be able to exchange Mike um, messages. Trash talk. Trash talk. Yeah. In, in Italian and in English. Uh-huh. If you get a Wii U, and if you get Super Smash. And if we play together, see, that's a lot of ifs. I am going to get um, a Wii U, though. You are? Yeah, I'm going to get it for Christmas. For Christmas? Yeah. So there, there's going to be... Uh, in the UK, do you call it Santa? Yeah. Well, we, we actually call him Father Christmas, but... Oh, we do too. Nice. But, like, the San- yeah. Santa has kind of started to, as again, going back to American culture, he, we've started to, to pick up the Santa name. Um, as well so but yeah we yeah, do we, we call it we call it we call it babbo natale which means Italian, father christmas which is father christmas yeah babbo natale i prefer babbo, it's father i, pr- I prefer that natale too. it's uh, yeah nicer. you do yeah it sounds nicer yeah so um amiibo there is a obviously amiibo support you can buy your fancy nintendo figurine put it on the gamepad import your digital character in the game, you can upgrade the character, you can apply custom items, custom upgrades. You've seen and this, you can... uh, this image floating around on Twitter, right? Of, of, Princess, of the, the Peach. Princess Peach yeah. uh, amiibo. It's much worse now. Yes, which is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Uh, that it would come to release. Because I remember I was saying, like I couldn't understand how they would be able to mass produce these things at the mm-hmm. the quality, quality that the, the real mm-hmm. the quality they should i mean they look just like as you would expect now really it's like mm. you know they just don't look they look good. mass produced yeah. they don't they, because before they seemed handcrafted yep whereas now they are more like happy meal mcdonald's quality excellent you know what i mean that is such a great way of putting it I'm gonna find. Uh, I'm gonna try and find a. I don't know a tweet from someone. I don't know who to to look for, but I'll find a tweet from someone. I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and I'll put it in the show notes just so you can see the quality change. Uh, it's yeah. a shame. It is a shame because I bet they're not going to be cheap either. Speaking of amiibo, <laughs> Mike. Have you watched the video? Yeah, I want to take a break before we talk about this because <laughs> okay. this vi- this video, this video. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's take a take a moment to thank our second sponsor for this week's episode, and they're back again. It's our friends over at Brave Wave. Uh, they we've we've spoken about Brave Wave in the past. We love these guys. Brave Wave is, as they say, the best independent music label that you've never heard of. I've been. I was listening to In Flux today, which is a, a Brave Wave uh, album, like a collection album. It's basically it's just Brave Wave do a couple of different things. They they help create music soundtracks for games such as Shovel Knight and Adventure, the upcoming upcoming Adventure Time game. It's like they help composers and video gamers come together and they create this stuff and they help license it out and all that kind of thing. But they also create their own music, which is inspired from video games so for example 
a couple of great albums that they've done is World 1-2, which is a mix of new tracks and game remixes. And this is kind of stuff in their first couple of years, what they've been involved in producing. And then Influx, which is what I mentioned, which is music that is inspired by video games, but doesn't come from video games, but comes from people that like people behind Mega Man, Spelunky, Silent Hill, and many more. So it's video game composers creating new original tracks, but they, they all have their, like they're all rooted in different types of game and different times. I find this music really great to work to like not, there are a few tracks I have lyrics in and stuff that I own. I own a few albums from Brave Wave, but most of it is just like lovely instrumental stuff or like fast paced stuff, which I love when I'm working. Brave Wave is headed by the composers of Mega Man, Ninja Gaiden, Metal Gear Solid, and a few more. These guys and girls have some serious credentials at Brave Wave, and they've done an awesome deal. You're going to get 10% off anything from the Brave Wave store at store.bravewave.net. And this is just for virtual listeners. They have some seriously fantastic stuff. You should go check it out. It's store.bravewave.net. You want to use the code video games, all one word, video games, when you check out. You'll get 10% off and you'll indulge in yourself in the world of fantastic video game music. Thank you so much to Brave Wave again for sponsoring this show and Relay FM. Amiibo. The mic. What have we got here? There's a video uh, showing... It, it's supposed to be um, a promotional video for Amiibo, uh, but there's a story. Um, so there's a, there are like this group of friends, and they're playing Smash Brothers on the Wii U. And uh, there's um, the younger brother of um, one of the guys... Um, he wants to play Smash, Bro- Smash Brothers 2, um, but he's not an expert, so the guys are teasing him. And uh, there's uh, this girl in the group, and basically the, the idea is that the, the little guy has a crush on the girl, and so the entire video, I guess, it's, um, it's about the girl teaching the, li- the little guy how to play Smash Brothers so he can impress her. And then at the end of the video, the little guy goes with his mother to, to buy an Amiibo figurine. Um, and then he, he is become so skilled he starts at training, Smash Brothers. Like it's like a, and, and the girl yeah, is helping train. him train too. Yeah. And at the end, the, the, little, the little guy um, challenges the other older guys to, to fight again. And he wins and he's, uh, and he's happy. And during... He tries to kiss the girl. <laughs> and then I don't know what's going on because like the girl rejects him and um and it gets weird, right? Because this is a like a ch- like a child and the girl is a she's a teenager. She's a teenager, she's she's older and yeah. you know, uh, there's this weird sexual tension throughout the entire video. Which is not and needed. They didn't no, need to have this. <laughs> This was not required. This video would have been fine without that. Like, okay, it's still cheesy. And, like, there are some parts that are quite funny and it's, like, an interesting way of doing it. Like, show them in action and the guy training up and all of that stuff's fine. But the, the, the like, romantic element of it doesn't make sense. It would have been okay if he was the same age, but he's, like, a little kid. It, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. 
It's totally yeah, everything a- is. I mean, it's it's uncomfortable, but it's totally ruined by like the failed kiss at the end. This, yeah, it doesn't yeah, make any sense. That's the worst part. I, I I don't know how many more times we have to keep going back to this, but who is responsible for Nintendo's marketing? I just don't they understand really must, it. They must be using some really strong stuff to come up with these ideas. Totally. It's you know? so confusing to me. I mean, the kiss at the end is so awkward and it's wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. I really, really do not get it. Because, so- like, you get, because it's like, you think, okay, why the girl doesn't kiss the guy back? You know, it's just, it's weird because they, it's, I, I, I wouldn't say that Nintendo is sexist, um, but this video sure doesn't doesn't make them look good from a, you know at least the marketing department or wh- whoever came up with this idea it's just wrong yep. um, yeah yeah to- um, misstep real misstep I think yeah we we don't like it um, what else do we have uh, for the Wii U version There's a new masterpieces mode where you can play cut down versions of old games so like the original Super Super Mario Bros the original Kid Icarus. Um, they are like mini versions of these classic games, and it's kind of strange because they, they, it's not really about Smash Brothers. Like you cannot, you do, you don't have to play these mini games uh, to unlock trophies or items or upgrades. They're just there. It's like a trial, and I would guess maybe it's a trial for the Virtual Console games. So maybe Nintendo is using um, Smash Brothers to host this collection of old games to entice people to buy them on the Virtual Console. Is that the idea? Uh, I don't know. It's it's nice. It's a nice you know plus. It's a, it's a, like these little trials for old games, and they they come with pre-installed saved data, so you can start playing like at level twenty of Super Mario Bros. I don't know. Um, it's just, they're just there. Um, you will be able, Mike, to unlock Mewtwo as a DLC in the future. Yeah, it seems um, like that, that he wasn't ready, but people were like, why isn't Mewtwo in the game, right? What version, what game yeah. was Mewtwo in? What Smash Brothers game? GameCube, I think. Yeah, because they're like, it's a free DLC as well, which kind of just makes it feel like they just didn't have Mewtwo ready as a character. The time, yeah. Um, when um, is when is when is it that 2015? Okay, I wondered if they might try and tie it in with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but no. Nah, nah. Um, last last item that I want to cover: there is going to be a stage editor to come up with your own designs. Um, you can use the the touch screen on the gamepad to design your own custom stage. Um, you can the, the in the in the video uh, there is a, a demo uh, you can draw with the stylus on the screen to to create these platforms and you can choose different uh, materials for the platforms so you can you can assemble obstacles and you can draw um, angles and basically everything you can you can anything you come up with your your own custom designs uh, you can assemble different materials together and then you can use the sage to fight um, it's a nice idea and I, and I and I think it you know it ties uh, nicely to the to the Mario maker that Nintendo is making um, you know working on for the Wii U uh, Nintendo seems to be aware of uh, 
obviously the the trend of uh, this little game called Minecraft where people like to build their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're doing stage editors for Mario, for Smash Brothers. It's a nice idea. It's just that I know I will come up with um, uh, ugly stages because I have no artistic sense whatsoever or architectural sense whatsoever. Um, you can. I hope there there's a, there will be some sort of import feature to use other people's stages. Uh, if there's not, I will probably try to come up with my own design, and I guess that I will create platforms that just fall apart. To say that it seems like they'd have to have some sort of um, online component, and so I'm not convinced that that will occur. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mike, um, this pretty much covers the big aspects of the of the Super Smash Wii U Direct. Has this um, changed your if, feeling about the game at all? Are you more excited, less excited about the but same? But it looks great. You're, it looks great. You're right? just excited about you, you were excited yeah. about it anyway. Has this made you any more excited, all this stuff? Yeah, I'm more excited. Okay. I guess that's a, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of content. Obviously, this is the game that Nintendo wants people to buy and play. Uh, possibly because there is no other game coming out for the Wii U. Uh, well, there's um, Captain Toad, which is looking really nice. Um, but, you know, this is the the game that Nintendo is betting on for this holiday season. Will it be enough? I don't know. Um, there's also the, the Mario Kart DLC. Uh, obviously, this is the, the highlight of Nintendo's uh, releases this year and the graphics look great the music sounds great there's a lot of stuff a lot of trophies a lot of content a lot of you know uh, extra features and modes um it seems like the kind of game that would highly benefit from local multiplayer sessions um so i should probably convince some friends to to, you know to to visit me and play smash brothers or mike you and me we could you know, play together online. Maybe. Because you don't want to visit me here, but that's another story. Yeah, another story for another day, huh? Yeah, So, well, you know. What else have you been doing this week? You've been playing something that I'm very jealous of. Yes. I've been playing the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire demo on my Nintendo 3DS, which I downloaded thanks to um, listener uh, Dean... I think he, I think he's called listener Dean. Um, he sent me a demo code, uh, which I redeemed on the eShop, and I downloaded the demo. Um, and if you allow me, Mike, I would like to share my first impressions of the game, please, or at least the demo. So basically, you start at level thirty-five. Hmm. So you start in the middle of the game, and there's a quick intro, and you're taking you're taken to Moss Deep. City, um, which is um, a location of the original uh, Ruby and Sapphire games. And immediately, if you remember the games even slightly, you can notice that the city, in, in, in the conversion to 3D, the city is accurate. Like the same buildings and houses and like paths are in the same position. They've only been slightly tweaked. Uh, for the new graphic style, um, 
but my my idea from just this single location is that if you remember the original games uh you will find you will find the same things in the same place mostly uh it's really in a way uh what happened with um a link to the past and a link between worlds. There was a new graphic style, but if you remember the original locations, uh, they were still in the same place. You cannot go to the gym. You can talk to people. You can in the demo. You cannot um, walk into other people's houses. Um, you cannot go into the Pokemon market. Uh, you can only walk around basically and talk to people. Mm. The the backstory of the game. Uh, there's a uh, this guy. Um, basically, your name is Orlando, and there's a guy called uh, Simon, I think, or Vincent, I cannot remember, uh, one of the two. Um, he takes you to a Pokemon professor in Moss Deep City uh, because his research has been stolen. So after a few minutes, there's the usual suspects, the Team Aqua and the Team Magma. Um, they stole the professor's research to... Uh, they want to basically steal a Pokemon with a Mega Evolution, and so they they run and you're asked asked to go after them so you can choose a pokemon and you can choose the middle evolutions of the starter pack the starter the starter pack from ruby and sapphire so i chose combuscan at level 35 it's the fire one right it's the fire one yeah. yes and uh, it's the like the fire uh, like it looks like a turkey um, I think it's some kind of a, like phoenix. I don't know. It's like a turkey with fire power. <laughs> it's true. Come on. Uh, and uh, so I just the, the fire turkey. And um, the, the, the fact that you're at level 35 is clearly done because you can have a couple of random encounters and then you you evolve to, you, you, you reach uh, level 36 and you witness the, the evolution of yep, the Pokemon yep. at level 36. So I, uh, my Pokemon evolved into Blaziken, which I really like Love because Blaziken. it's like, excellent yes, Pokemon. It's l- yeah, it's like a fire and fighting slash fi- fighter. Yeah, yeah. It's an awesome mix. Um, it looks badass, honestly. Um, so you go Less to like this a turkey. Uh, Blaziken doesn't look so much like a turkey. <laughs> no, it's not a turkey. It's like a like a monkey with a with long hair. Um, so you go. <laughs> so the guy who's with you, the, the guy who's with you, he takes you on a, on a Latios, uh, another Pokemon, to an island. So, so you, you can fly. See the, you actually saw the flying thing. I saw the flying thing, but you cannot control it right. in, a, in the demo. I don't what know did if that it look will be like? different. It was awesome. It was in 3D, and yeah. you see all the you see all the towns and islands and the, and the, and the, like the, the green areas uh, underneath. It's a really nice animations, uh, really nice graphics, really nice mu- awesome music. I should say it's a, a remastered version of version of the the original music. It sounds fantastic, as usual with Nintendo music. Um, you go to this island. Um, there's a a couple of random encounters because you need to walk into tall grass. Uh, and then you fight, you know, the Team Aqua, Team Magma. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, guys and then you fight the, the leaders. Uh, you know, usual Pokemon stuff. Um, then you, you, you keep walking into this cave and uh, you find the... 
you find the Pokemon that can transform into a Mega Evolution. It's a Glalie. It's like a nice uh, ice Pokemon. It's like a, a rock with eyes and a mouth and horns. It's pretty weird, but, you know, it's a Pokemon. It doesn't have to exist in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I notice is that um, they want you to see the Pokemon evolution at level 36, and they want you to see the Mega Evolution. Um, so one thing that I should point out is that uh, I'm talking about this game from the perspective of someone who bought Pokemon Y last year, and I didn't really play it. So for me, all this Mega Evolution stuff, all this 3D-style stuff is essentially new. Um, so the Mega Evolution is nice. Uh, Blaziken looks really great with the Mega Evolution. Um, and the game hints at the uh, next uh, kind of evolution uh, beyond the Mega one. Oh. It's called the pr- Primal Reversion. So the Pokemon basically go back to a primitive... So it's an evolution, but the Pokemon go back to a primitive state and like they're bigger and they're angrier and they're like huh. primal, right? So there's a, a, there's a link in the show notes to a Kotaku article showing the primal uh, versions of um, Kyogre and uh, Grudon, the legendary Pokemon of uh, Ruby and Sapphire. And... Um, yeah, they're bigger, they're angrier, they're more powerful, and yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what what's all these about. Um, let me let me just uh, take our final break and then we'll carry on. Sure. I'm interested in that primal reversion. I've not heard anything about that. Yeah. I wonder if it will just be on the legendary Pokemon's. Yeah, that's the the rumor that's going around. I can't believe I just said Pokemon's. <laughs> just Pokemon Pokemon's. would have been perfectly fine. Um. Okay, so our final sponsor for this week's episode is our friends over at Igloo, an internet you'll actually like. Igloo is built with easy-to-use integrated apps like shared calendars, Twitter-like microblogs, file sharing, task management, and so much more. Igloo is super awesome. It allows you to work better with your co-workers on a day-to-day basis because you're easily able to share documents with each other and you can see you get a full uh, version history so you can see what's being done on the document. Everything is maintained within Igloo. Just make sure that you're never going to lose something that you don't mean to. You know, so if uh, crazy Annie over in the finance team decides she wants to delete your presentation because you ate all the cake last week at somebody's birthday, well, you can get it back really easily in Igloo. They make sure that all that sort of stuff's protected for you. You're able to share status updates with your team so they can know when you're going out for lunch and where you're going, and you can all kind of chip in and say, I want to go to the Mexican place if that's what you're interested in. Or maybe you just want to get down to some real work and manage all of your projects and tasks all in one place. This is what Igloo does. It kind of helps connect workplaces, but it doesn't just do the boring things that you're used to with intranets it connects you in ways that you're used to connecting in so it uses social tools you know like microblogs and shared calendars and stuff like that to enable you to stay in contact and stay in touch with each other this is what's really cool about igloo um, i want to read up from you uh, from gartner's profile of igloo which they in a, in a recent report called the magic quadrant for social software in the workplace they said things about igloo like how they the feedback from igloo's reference customers was really positive so like just people that are using them on a on a daily basis it's like a, there's just everyone's really loving them they gartner went 
went on to say about how the product could be really quickly deployed, configured and customized really easily, even for non-technical users, people in, in businesses that weren't very technical, they could understand how to use Igloo because it's so simply built. They have And Gartner goes on and they finish off by saying about how there's control over branding and stuff, which is really easy to use. So you're able to set up Igloo to look exactly how you want and all of those design changes carry over to all of the different devices that people use because Igloo is fully responsive for use on all kinds of device. If your company has a legacy intranet built on SharePoint or old portal technology, you should be giving Igloo a try simply because not only is it awesome, it's free to use with up to 10 people and you can sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash virtual and it also helps support this show. Thank you so much to Igloo for their support of Relay FM. So Federico. Mike. What else did you did you what else did you find interesting about the uh about the demo? Now you've not played X and Y, so how did you find the experience of like the the 3D world that you were in? There's a lot of animations and transitions for stuff. Like the the Pokemon move when they attack. Yeah. And yeah. you 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 there's all these animations for like when you when you throw flames or when you throw punches, uh, like you can see the actual moves, which is really nice. But also they kind of slow down the experience in a way because you have to go through all these animations. So coming from my memory of playing Pokemon games in 2D, all this new 3D stuff looks better and like more realistic if you can have a reality for Pokemon. Uh, but it's also like do I really have to go through these all the time? You know? That, I think you can turn in, in it off sense. in the same Oh, yeah? Yeah, if memory serves. Like, you, you've always been able to turn off animations in the Pokemon games, and I'm pretty sure you can do the same with this one, too. The and, like, you can... There's all these, uh, like, when you when you fight against someone, uh, there's, like, this introduction in the top screen with, like, the background fades and, and the, the, yeah. like the face of the opponent comes in. There's and, more drama. Yeah. Yeah, there's more drama because of the, the new graphic style. Also, the what I noticed is that the original games, right, um, Ruby and Sapphire, they they will be updated for um, not just the graphics, uh, but also for these new mechanics because there was no mega or primal reversion in the original yeah. games. Yeah, I found, found that so interesting. They, they will, the games will be updated to fit, you know, these new, these new things. Uh, so it's like an old game, but also kind of new, right? Because, you know, the professor is talking about mega evolutions, which uh, they were not in the original game. Um, so they've updated the I, story a bit then, haven't they? There's, there's yeah, obviously, the I, I assume the game is probably a bit bigger in like in the story because of that. Yeah. It's, the graphics in general, they look, it looks great, right? It looks really, really nice. And... Maybe I'll I'll get used to the animations and you know the the transitions. Um, the demo doesn't last uh, for you know long. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a long demo. It's maybe twenty minutes. Um, I like the interface. Uh, it's a, it's nice to be able to focus on on you know on the on the Pokemon and the battles in the top screen and have the menus in the bottom screen. Um, it it was pretty strange to me uh, that at one point one of the um, one of the opponents of the team Aqua um, he says um, I will take you on mano a mano. Yeah. 
Mano, mano. What does it mean in in English? Because in Italian, it's it's a, it's an it's a different thing. What what do you guys mean for mano mano? Mano mano is man on man. <sighs> so that's not Italian. No. Well, what does that mean then? Oh God! I thought this was like one of those Italian phrases that's been, you know, that kind of takes a different meaning when it, when it's used in another country. Oh, so this is mano mano. Yeah, it's like actually men. Spanish, and it means hand to hand. But like people mean like... no in Italian. In Italian, it means hand to hand too. But it's ah. mano mano means like progressively. You know. Ah, okay. In Italian, when you say mano mano, it means you do something progressively, like one step after the other. Yeah, no, we mean I, it I, like uh, in English, it's meant like, well, as a phrase, it means like one on one, basically. Okay, okay. See, th- this is a, I, I had no idea. And, and in fact, I took a photo <laughs> of the dialogue because I wanted to ask you what's up with mano mano. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what does it mean? I'll take you on progressively. <laughs> just, <you know? laughs> it, it didn't make much sense to me. Um, so besides the mano mano, um, yeah, it looks great, man. I, I, I like I told you last week. I really think that these games, because it's um, it's a it's a context and it's a names and Pokemon that I kind of remember. The transition to this new Pokemon style will be better for me. And uh, and I thought about this, and I guess the Nintendo is seeing is seeing this uh, initiative in the same way. Um, they want older people like me who were used to play Pokemon on the Game Boy many many years ago. Uh, they want people to try this new Pokemon style and to you know to ease them in. You know they're going to use the Ruby and Sapphire games because people kind of remember those games. So it's you know Moss Deep City. Yeah, I know what's up with Moss Deep City. I remember this Pokemon. Like I I remember Blaziken because it was awesome. I remember Team Aqua and Team Magma. You know, so it's easier for me to 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 start trying this new Pokemon uh, universe and and style and graphics and you know different mechanics. Uh, the demo is really, really nice. And um, I actually want to play this game. Pokemon Y, I bought it because, you know, oh man, it's new Pokemon series. It's, you know, it's in 3D. It's Everything is new. But it was harder for me to get into uh, because, you know, it's, oh my God, what am I doing here, <laughs> right? And um, I guess that the, the purpose of, of remakes is uh, to get, people who knew the originals to 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 buy them again right and uh, and also to get new people to play them because i believe that you know new players who were too young to remember ruby and sapphire on the gba will play the the, the new games as well um but for me it's um it's a good way to get me back into the pokemon series so i'm excited basically Sounds is good. that a, is that a is that a good summary mike very good very good. Okay, mano mano. Mano mano. We should keep doing things mano mano. I think so. Progressively, right? Yes. There was one more thing that I, I just very quickly wanted to mention before we wrapped up today, Federico. Uh, we're currently um, we we want to try and make sure that the advertisers that we have on this show and all the shows on Relay FM are the right 
kind of advertisers for you. We think that we've got a good balance, but as we continue to grow and we want to find new people, we want to make sure that we're finding people that you're interested in and being able to pair our listeners with our advertisers. So at the moment, we're currently running a very quick survey that we'd love you to take. It's at podsurvey.com slash virtual. It will take no more than five minutes and your answers will help us to be able to match you guys and some awesome advertisers and sponsors. And it helps us continue to do the show every week. Uh, All the listeners that complete the survey, so you guys out there, you'll be entered into an ongoing monthly raffle to win a $100 Amazon gift card. So we're not going to share your email address. We're only going to email you if you win uh, the raffle. So go to podsurvey.com slash virtual and help us out. That would be really awesome. Thank you. But I think that's about it for this week's episode. Unless you have anything else that you'd like to add, Mr. Federico Vitici. What should I add? Um, well, I want to play more Smash Brothers for the 3DS this week. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the Pokemon game. And yeah, I got to connect my Wii U to my new TV. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. 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 New kitchen, new TV, new chair, new sofa. Um, yeah. New video game setup. I'm oh, going to uh, I'm going to Paris this weekend. Oh, I'm going, oh really? Yeah, I'm going. Nice. I'm going to the Pitchfork Music Festival, and oh man, yeah, I'm always jealous of your trips. Yeah, man, <laughs> cosmopolitan. So uh, I'm hoping that I will have some time for some video games after that trip. But who knows? Um, only a couple more weeks, Federico. One more week after this one, and then I'll be able to play video games whenever I want. Fantastic. Cannot wait. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Virtual. If you'd like to catch our show notes for this week, go on over to relay.fm slash virtual slash 11. Thank you again to our sponsors for this week, Backblaze, Brave Wave, and Igloo. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and Federico is at Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he writes at maxstories.net, and we both host The Connected Podcast on Relay FM. If you want to listen to that too, you should. We'll be back next time. Say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.